Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Welcome in to VEASAN Final Countdown, live from Las Vegas. I'm Stormy Bonantoni alongside Matt Brown, and I need to get a new chair. How, so how does it feel fears. down there? This is actually hilarious. Let me uh, see how it is down there for you. That yes. also just goes to show that Jeff Parles, who was sitting in the seat uh, before I entered the building, just must have a much longer torso than I, because I feel like the little kid at the adult table It must table be right torso, because <laughs> he doesn't have much of a neck. So it's got to be torso. What? He's got to. He d- We're doesn't going have mu- neck. Doesn't have much of a up. neck. That I guy. even just. I keep on like just slowly propping yeah. down. Okay, next commercial break. I will get your girl a new chair so that I'm not a foot shorter than you. What is this? You're establishing your dominance because oh. you won. Because you won so many bets oh, over the weekend. So, yeah, we pushed last night. It was. Anywho, listen, sir. the uh, the CD Lamb got home easily, but. Uh, the Giants didn't get it done, but it was, you know, all in all, great week. I think we had a pretty good. I think we had a pretty good beat on that game as it was, really. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, um, all the Daniel Jones hate last night was fairly interesting to me because I want to go. What is this guy? What's he supposed to do? He was under pressure like yes. every single drop back, and like he was able to get rid of the ball. He didn't fumble. He didn't whatever. The one pick at the end, the receiver fell down, so it wasn't. Like Daniel Jones last night, I mean, you can you can say, hey, they need to strip down this team just because of the way they built it or something, but you can't like point to last night's performance and say, oh, Daniel Jones isn't the future. 
He did just about all he could do yeah, last night. The story of the game was the Cowboys defense just coming in waves against that Giants front. And I love that note from Adam Schefter who said Dallas's defense generated its most pressures since 2017. Jones was pressured 24 times, yeah. the most by any quarterback so far through the first few weeks of the season and second most in the last two years together. So, like, they were just running and gunning for him all day. Bad beat, by the way, if you did have Jones passing yards over Considering all the drops, I mean, it should have gotten there. That's the uh, other thing. I'm glad you brought that up, too. It's like, it's like, okay, so he was able to get rid of the ball, not take a bunch of sacks. He was able to escape the pocket. He didn't fumble. All these different things. Also, you look at this final stat line of sitting at 20 and 30. He, there were three bad, bad drops and another couple that were, you know, the ball was in the, in the area, right? Like, I mean, the receiver might have had to make a play, but, I mean, the ball was at least in the area. The guy, again, I, again I'm not a Daniel Jones lover. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not anything. like. The, I have no skin in the game whatsoever when it comes to Daniel Jones. But I think if you look at that game last night and say that he was the problem, then I think you're looking at that game wrong. Because, as you mentioned, it was the offensive line that was the problem. It was the very untimely drops that who knows what could have happened had the balls been caught and all things like that. Like, that was that was the problem last and night. And some decision-making, too, on the coaching side. Like, if Saquon Barkley's having success running the ball, why is he only have 14 touches in the ground game? Like, I get that they were trying to utilize him as a receiver as well, but, like, if he's averaging six yards per carry, why don't you just try to be more effective in the ground game a little bit if you can? Yeah, and I and I thought that I thought that there were a couple of different things, and, and I still think Dayball's sharp. I still think he's going to figure this all out. Therefore, the Giants. But I think there were a couple of different sequencing things as well from a play calling standpoint where I was kind of like, oh, that's that's interesting at this point in the field. And this is kind of this point in the game, how they, you know, decided to call the different plays and all this. I, I thought there was some certainly some questionable stuff that went on. But end of the day, I'm go- we, we still got to give it up to our boy Cooper Rush. We really yes, do. I mean, do. look, this guy steps Three in. 3-0, ATS, and straight up. All of his starts have been as a dog, and look at him go. This dude steps in in a not a – listen – the Giants defense for for everything as much maligned as they have been over the course of the last few years. Look, they played fairly well yesterday. They did have both their edge rushers in as well. So it wasn't like you were going up against a shell unit either. And Cooper Rush stood up to the task in this thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I will give it up to that guy, man. He made and you see that final line right there of eight eighty seven and a touchdown for CeeDee Lamb. He dropped a walk in <laughs> 55-yarder. Oh, and he knew it. Oh. I texted you. I was like, you throw him that ball 100 times. He catches it 99. Oh, and that one, he just. Drops <laughs> a walk-in. I mean, it, it line, the stat line would have been even better for Cooper Rush. And, of course, CeeDee Lamb wouldn't have made us sweat to get into the second half to even get that over on the receiving yards that we had. He would have he would have had that home by halftime. But, listen, I think that our – I think that the way that we broke down even the prop standpoint from this was was good last night as well because we were kind of saying, hey, look – no Gallup, no Schultz. Targets then do get distributed mm-hmm. elsewhere. Targets are going to get distributed to the other guys. And Noah Brown goes over, as you brought up. Uh, CeeDee Lamb goes over, as we brought up. And I think that there was a pretty good kind of read on how this game could could play out. And it, and it played out pretty which right shout out. So yesterday, um, you did a really great job of giving the examples of those same game parlays that if you thought the game was going to go the side of the Cowboys or the Giants, these are some correlated plays that you could put together. And the Cowboys one, that is to a T how things played out. Yeah, Cowboys money line, Cowboys over. We figured if they were going to win the game, they're going to score at least 20 points. So Cowboys over 19 and a half points, CeeDee Lamb over the 54 and a half, and then Noah Brown over the 29 and a half. Now that paid 
plus 475. You could get a little bit more aggressive if you wanted to in these things. There's several different lines in which you could bet a C.D. Lamb or several different lines in which you could bet a Noah Brown. I kept it fairly conservative in this because, I mean, listen, plus 475 is a, still a pretty good payout yeah. on any bet that you make, you know, but again, you can get more aggressive on these things if you want to, but mainly what we try to do with these, and we'll, we'll do it again on Thursday, is just say, like, if you are if you think a game is going to go a certain way, just make sure if you're going to do these same game parlays that it tells that story. Mm-hmm. And so, Cowboys win this game, they need to score at least 20 points, and CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown have to at least show up. It's basically what this parlay says, and that paid it plus 475, and and that's how the thing got home. So just think about that as you're making these, you know, as you move through the, through the, through the season. Yep. My bets yesterday, the Cowboys first half mm-hmm. was able to come through, although it looked dicey there for a second. We were able to get there. And my Micah Parsons prop, like he was getting home. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't able to get the sack, unfortunately. If only I would have had Demarcus Lawrence instead. But he still <laughs> uh, totaled six pressures, two quarterback hits, had a 24-4 PFF pass rush win rate. Parsons did. I can't believe um, he only had six pressures. With as many times as he was <laughs> well, in the backfield, because, like it feels like he had 16 pressures. Well, because Lawrence had three sacks and seven pressures, yeah. so they had to you know, distribute <laughs> things a little bit there. Um, three more tackles and two stops against the run as well for for Lawrence, and just again, just so impressed with that defense. The Giants did not run by the way a single play in the red zone this game like how does that happen I know that it, it was again it was it, it the Cowboys Stevens did at least step up kind of when they needed to I wouldn't overreact too much though from this Cowboys win I still think we're looking at a Giants team that's you know bottom eight bottom six in the league most likely well they've got the commanders this week right yes. and so my thing is if like, how do you think Carson Wentz is going to hold up against this defense? And three, three and a half right now in favor of Dallas in that one. And then from a Giants perspective, they have the Bears. They're hosting the Bears. Still sitting three, three and a half for them. But again, we get the news today that that they lost Sterling Shepard there yeah. at the end of the game. I didn't think it was an ACL. The way that he responded, like I even texted a buddy of mine who's an orthopedic surgeon. He's like, yeah, it looked more like a patellar tendon to me than it did an ACL, but it did come out today How that it was an ACL. How was that, though? Because at that point, like the route was over. He was just jogging it out, essentially. And, I mean, turf monster gets yeah. you, I guess. Like that's so unfortunate. Listen, that I happens to guys like him. me. Old people <laughs> can just be walking. You get out of bed, like something. You're like, oh, wow, I just threw my hip out of that's place or something. I'm not whatever. even kidding. I had knee surgery last year. I tore my meniscus because I just stood up from the ground funny and you know there we go old people be falling apart but I mean it just sucks for him because he was already coming off the Achilles injury from last year trying to get back and um, you know it just happens to be against the same opponent it was against the Cowboys last year that he got injured so I hate that for him Um, also while we're on the injury front though talking about this game Dak Prescott got his stitches out told Gene Mm -hmm. Slater um, that he could possibly start week five against the Rams Jerry Jones seems to like that idea even though he's been trying to stir the pot with the quarterback controversy that does not exist but your thoughts on on Dak coming back sooner rather than later if you're Dak Prescott you're trying to get back out there as soon as possible and I'm not saying there's no quarterback controversy I am saying though you're trying to get back out there like I mean like Cooper Rush has looked fairly competent out there you know like you don't want you don't want the fans to forget about you so I I think if he is if he feels like he's a solid 85 percent he's going he's he's going to be out there for sure. I mean, if we take a look, though, I mean, the NFC East, I think this is something we uh, – it's not just us. I mean, this is not a pat on the back to us, but I think everybody had this pegged. This was the Eagles' division to lose, and it has played out to where this is going to be the Eagles' division to lose. Mm-hmm. They are by far the best team in this division, head and shoulders above the Cowboys, head and shoulders above the Giants, and way, way, way above the Commanders. And so this is like barring some sort of catastrophic injury situation for the Eagles. And again – 
I say that like not even like as just putting the caveat. Look at the injuries over this over mm-hmm. the league this this week alone. Like yeah. this week alone has has devastated several different teams out there. So I mean, like again, barring a catastrophic injury situation, like basically like the Chargers are dealing with right now uh, for the Eagles. Hey, but they might be getting Keenan Allen back though. They, he's they, at least practicing. That's important. They might, but they're all the other stuff is not good. Not good at all. Um, what do you think about the like? So we're going to do our power rankings later on uh, in hour two to close out the show, like we do each and every Tuesday. And I have this feeling feeling okay that because you made a comment yesterday you said there's one clear-cut best team in the nfl right Mm -hmm. now and i feel like in your mind the eagles have supplanted the bills in that yes that team is that team is number one will you know spoiler alert for me (laughs) but stick around for the entire top 10 but yeah i mean that is that that's the team that i look at if you talk about a team that is the most complete the whole question mark about this team, it was never going to be the offensive line, which has proven to be one of the best in the NFL. It was never going to be the defensive line, which was a top 10 unit. It was never going to be the secondary, which, by the way, has been even better than anticipated. It was always going to be about whether or not Jalen Hurts can make the throws because the talent was there. They have surrounded him with the very best possible scenario for him to win games, and he has been awesome so far. Mm-hmm. His decision-making has been awesome. He's running when he has to, not because he wants to. It's the That's the difference, right? Like, a lot of these guys that are super athletic, the it's like one read, done, gone, right? And it's like, no, he's making his progressions. He's seeing he's hitting second and third receivers mm-hmm. now, and he's doing it accurately, and he's running when he needs to. It is – everything about this team is complete top to bottom for it's me. It's pretty cool when coming into the season, the lone question mark really about that Eagles team was, okay, can Jalen Hurts be the guy? And I don't think that there's any cause for those questions based no. on what we've seen through three weeks here so far. Um, we're going to step aside. I'm going to get a booster seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pep this thing up a I little bit. I got a bit. foot box. We got to get you a butt box. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Bu- <laughs> butt box. Nice. But butt punt, butt box for your girl. Mm. Um, got some more injury updates around the NFL when we come back. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things. 
a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to v Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap and the top plays made by all v show hosts and guests. Get 24-7 video season prep, which includes our weekly college and pro matchup guides covering each game, pro tools like our betting splits, and pro tips, which are updated each hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get v Pro access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl. Only $175. Matt, don't you say anything about the Canadian rate or 50% off the monthly mm-hmm. price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the sports betting network. And You don't think there are people that are curious out there? I really, really don't. You I don't? really don't. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if you know or not, but we have a fairly big Canadian audience. So I'm just saying. I don't mean then, like it. Then you need to stop being so negative about the NHL season coming to play because they're going to tune us out because of your actions. Also, 240 look 19 how Canadian, tall by the way. It's 240 19 Canadian, by For the way. For those of you who are watching um, mm-hmm. the, t- the television product, look at how tall I am. See, this is a game changer. Got the booster seat. And I'm a whole new woman. Wow, really? You're going to do me like that? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> uh, anyways, we got some news and notes uh, around the National Football League when it comes to player injuries. A lot of quarterbacks to update here. Starting with Mac Jones, it has been confirmed it's a high ankle sprain. Tom Pelissero reporting that Jones is requesting a second opinion. So he could rehab or have surgery. Surgery, obviously, the worst option there. Trying to avoid at all costs. Four to six weeks tends to be the general guideline for a high ankle sprain like this. Um, Don't look up the transcript, by the way, from Mac Jones' press conference, his media availability digitally, because it was basically a loop of him saying, day by day, going to get my treatment, see how I feel, I do what I do. Yeah, like that's, it was the same. Anything further, ask Coach Belichick. It was literally the same five phrases on a loop. Like on every single answer was the same, in the same order. 
They find themselves as 10-and-a-half-point underdogs right now to the Packers, a total of 40 or 40-and-a-half, depending on where you get it. And this is a – he's going to miss games regardless. So we know, at least for this game, we're going to be looking at Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi. It's going to be Brian Hoyer, right? This is like – I mean, it's like the worst case scenario for the Patriots because, like – so it's a guy with absolutely no ceiling – and you know what his floor is, and his floor is actually pretty low. So you've got that, or a fourth-round rookie, right? It's, it's like you don't really have a good option here yeah. if you're the Patriots, which is why we see this spread as it sits right now at double digits. This it's actually come opened, down, though. We saw it at 11 yesterday. This opened at 8.5, and, and I fired on this thing. Like, any teaser I could find, <laughs> basically, to try to pair into this thing before it moved, it moved to 9 fairly rapidly. I was only able to get in, like, three of them, but... Uh, it opened at eight and a half, and I was I was rocketing bets in as fast as my little thumbs could put them into the uh, into the phone. But uh, look, it makes perfect sense. This is going to be a very 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 popular survivor play this week. If you're going the chalk, this is about the best chalk case scenario you could possibly be in. In backup quarterback on the road in Green Bay, whose defense has actually been playing really well this season. Like the the defense is actually what's been getting Green Bay by, not mm-hmm. the offense, which is really weird from. Uh, juxtaposition from years past, but this is a this is just a smash spot here for this Packers team. I imagine we are only going to see about three quarters and change of Aaron Rodgers in this thing, and we're going to see a lot of AJ Dillon and and maybe even the whoever the third string running back is there for the Packers in the fourth quarter as well. This this is going to be a this is going to be bad. Um, good note, just because you did mention that mm-hmm. about the Packers defense, they are one of six. Uh, teams that are three and zero to the under to start the year. Bucks being another one. 49ers, Broncos, Colts, and Bengals all been solid under teams to start the season to this point. Um, Brian Hoyer, by the way, lost 11 straight starts, longest active streak in the NFL. Uh, also, a scary situation in Cleveland yesterday. Uh, star pass rusher Miles Garrett left the facility and was later in a one-car accident where the car flipped. Multiple times, so really scary. Fortunately, he was released from the hospital um, with non-life-threatening injuries, but still needs to undergo more tests. Apparently, he lost control of the car because there was an animal in the middle of the street in the rain. And, you know, I see your already pessimistic face about that. Listen, but we've heard some pretty wacky stories as no to why these guys get hurt. So it just makes good. you – listen, it, you – Jeff Kent ruined this for everyone whenever Jeff Kent like was like trying to say that he fell off fell off his pickup truck and then found out he had a motorcycle accident like he ruined this for everyone no one believes any of these guys anymore whenever it comes down to to what they say happened why they got injured but i mean look the good the good thing here is he's fine Everyone's fine. Yes. And, and, and that's the scary, like, I saw pictures of the car. The car was crushed. So just very fortunate that. Was it like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something? It was, something, I, don't I don't know, know, fancy cars like that. But, but it, was, it did look like a fancy some sort small of car. Yeah, yeah, it was a small yeah. black car. But And not to diminish the human side of this, but obviously what we do is the football side and the betting side of it. And so the Browns are a one and a half point favorite at the Atlanta Falcons this week. Total 49 and a half. Um, the Browns will expect will release their first practice participation report tomorrow. So we'll get the update from Kevin Stefanski on Miles Garrett specifically tomorrow. Um, but fortunate, I guess, if you're down one of your best players that it's against the Falcons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> who's who's I mean, listen, I think this game has like sneaky shootout potential, actually, Ooh. which is why the t- which is why the total sitting at 49 and a half as it is right now. Like this Falcons defense is bad, but I think the offense is at least a little bit froggy. And so I think you could see maybe this kind of go back and forth a little bit here with a with a decent amount of scoring. And it's a it's it is teaser Tuesday, so we will be yes. we'll be revealing all the, the potential tease. teaser legs um, 
as we as we move on, but this is certainly one that is that is out there if anyone's interested. All right, uh, Dolphins Bengals coming up on Thursday night. Miami obviously isn't conducting a normal week of practice, but interesting comments from head coach Mike McDaniel on his quarterback Tua Tonga-Vailoa saying that if it was a normal week of practice, that Tua would have been limited and questionable for the game with back and ankle injuries. So they, they're not going to try to lead this up till game time. He's questionable, I guess, right now, even though without having like an actual distinction. He said, yeah. oh, he would have been questionable if it was a regular week, but since it's a short week, he's uh, probably so questionable. I'm going to add brain. <laughs> on there as well. There. Back, ankle, yeah, like, and let's brain. Call a spade a spade. Also, here. brain should um, be on there. They, yes. But what what he also added though was that they're not going to let this bleed up to game time. They're going to try to have the decision by Wednesday so that they can get Teddy Bridgewater up to speed if he needs to be getting him prepped. Um, yeah, I was able to get in on this before the line moved. It's sitting four now in favor of Cincinnati. This opened at two and a half. I was able to get in on it at the two and a half in favor of Cincinnati. And it, mine was uh, not just the two a factor, but mine was also that defense was on the field for the entire yeah. game. They were exhausted throughout the course of the game. They were showing pictures of the sidelines. These dudes are laying down on their backs. Like they were getting stretched. Like, how was, many offensive plays did the bills have 90? The yes, the, the dolphins only had 30, only ran 39 plays. They got, they got two and a half X yeah. when it came to place. And so that defense was out there forever in that heat and humidity. Forever. And it was taking a toll And like it being a short week like this. It was a, yes, there was, get in because of the whole Tua deal. And if we were going to have to go with Teddy Bridgewater, that's certainly a downgrade. But it was also this defense, like, you're just not going to be able to be 100% on a short week after a game like that. Yeah. I mean, that game was brutal. They were out there the whole time going up and down the field trying to stop that Bills offense. And so I think this could be a – this could be the comeback down to earth game here for the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And not even because they're a bad team or they're not as good as we thought. It's just a, hey, sometimes – what do you say? Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. Except like you that. said it so weird. Yes. I don't know yeah. why you could just say it like a normal. Sometimes it'd be like that. Yeah, and so like <laughs> it's it's sometimes your defense is out there for two and a half times what the other defense is out there for, and you have to play on a short week. And, and, so. it, and even if Tua does elect to play, if he's really dealing with all of this stuff, like that's not right. to say he's going to be a hundred percent when he's out there and you know be slinging it for five touchdowns. A back so. ankle brain injury is not good <laughs> to have like a like, like brain. back ankle brain injury. Uh, also, Bengals defensive tackle DJ Reader expected to miss at least a month following a knee injury that he suffered against the Jets, a key piece of their defensive line, big guy up front. Um, but fortunately that it is going to be shorter term. They initially thought that it might be season ending, but it's not. Uh, last one here I want to make sure we get to. For all of the bad injury news that has been surrounding the Chargers this week, and there is a lot of it, it does appear that Keenan Allen is expected to practice this week would be a big boost to them because, let's go down the list, they lost their starting left tackle, Rashawn Slater, and wide receiver Jalen Guyton to season ending injuries, already missing their center, Corey Lindsay, with a knee issue. Joey Bosa has a significant significant groin injury that's going to sideline him for a while. Corner J.C. Jackson still dealing with an ankle. And uh, their quarterback, oh, by the way, still playing through fractured rib cartilage. Still playing so, through rib things. I yeah. think I hit everyone. And the difference, just so just so you, you know, like Sean Slater, one of the very best left tackles in all the NFL, to a replacement whose grade is 68th out of 70 qualifiers at the position. So you were talking about not only a downgrade, because anytime you're replacing one of the top five guys at the position, you're certainly going to be downgrading. You were actually downgrading nearly as far as you could possibly downgrade. Mm -hmm. It would it would be basically they're basically putting me out there to try to play left tackle in the NFL, and I I can promise you I would not be good. That ain't good. It would be horrible. Um, I'd be on my back every <laughs> single play.
Chargers out here looking like last year's Ravens uh, already, but the Chargers offensive line is allowed a quarterback pressure on 40.2% of dropbacks. Only the Giants, who we just talked about in the opening block, and Bears have more. Yeah. So Outside of Lindsley, let's just put it this way. Left tackle is a 439 graded player. The left guard is a 41.8 graded player. The right guard, a 55.1. And the right tackle, a 51.8. Every one of those is in the bottom 15%. That's not the direction of the numbers that you want them to be, (laughs) just to let you know. Uh, We're going to step aside when we come back. Aaron Judge Watch continues and college football, some notable injuries and games we want to check in on. Don't go anywhere. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve that change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfactions and understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you with the right strength, the right flavor, and the right time. So if you're thinking about making a change, want to learn more, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. at ZYN.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, and I am addicted... To no, I'm Aaron not Judge watch. Ah, I was close. I was going to say to suffering through Yankees games in the hopes that Aaron Judge hits a home run, yet he refuses to do so. I need him to get 61. What is happening? I'm also of the mindset that maybe a team should just put in a position player and let him throw <laughs> up a meatball, and let's just get this over with because I'm done <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm kind of over this at this point. Yankees-Blue Jays uh, pick them today. Uh, Jameson Tyone taking on Jose Barrios. Judge is 6-18 and 18 in his career with one homer against Barrios. Um, six for 18, excuse me, uh, plus 190 to hit a homer today. It was plus 170 yesterday. So you're getting a little bit more value. He's a little more today. tired. He's tired, more tired today. <laughs> the longer yeah. he goes without one, yeah. basically. Will he hit at least 62? The yes, no. People still thinking that he's going to get there. Minus 650 to hit 62, even though you think he's not. So you're telling people maybe take the four to one since you think he's not going to get 62. I mean, he hasn't gotten the 61 yet. I think that's like the good, that's the only bet to make, right? So how many games left? Nine? I nine. believe. I believe nine. nine. So he hit his 60th a week ago today. Homerless in each of his last six games as 18 straight at bats without one. And what makes this more interesting is that of the seven previous instances that a player has hit 61 home runs in a season, none of them went without a homer for even three straight games before reaching that mark. So this is, we're talking about him trying to make history. He's already making history by not doing it. Yeah, he's making history because I've watched more Yankee games in the last two weeks than I've ever watched I know, in my whole life. That's so what that I'm history saying. has been made. So do you think that he gets there today or no? No. 61? No? I don't think, you know what? Now I'm just going to root. Now I'm just going to root for him not to get Boo. there at all. You're no fun. Yeah, and so it's just going to be, I hope he doesn't get there at all. So, 50, what? yes, one, nine games. You're yes. the worst. One, uh, they played 153 games. So there's nine games left. Look at you doing the math. Instead of just looking at the schedule and counting out nine, you just made sure that you just went through there. You made, we talk about working smarter, not harder. I don't know why you are the way that you are. My phone, my, listen, <laughs> listen, I could land a rocket on the moon with this thing. Like, why would I not use it? Like the cell, cell I'm surprised the, you the haven't te- already. The, You've got the, the space shuttle control center. I mean, seriously, like I could sit there and drive the, like the, 
goddamn Mars rover with this thing Are you if one I of those people to. that has, like, the car turner on or on your phone? I could see that. Oh, you mean, like, punch the app and my yeah. car turns? Yeah. Of course you are. Of course. You just gave That's up that That's only for the cold, though. Not for the hot. Like, hot doesn't bother me. It's for the cold weather because I hate cold weather, and so I do like my car to be warmed up. You rarely, if ever, even have to deal with that here. It's only cold There's here like for, like— There's, like, four months of serious four? cold, That's serious cold, cold weather here, Throw and up. I like my steering wheel to be warm. Yankees lost to the Blue Jays 3-2 yesterday. If you think they can bounce back on the road and get a run line win, plus 155. Uh, let's talk some college football here because there were a couple significant injuries. Uh, let's start with Texas A&M. Their wide receiver, Aeneas Smith, out for the season, broke his leg in the win against Arkansas. So A&M this week getting three and a half at Mississippi State. And this is perfect about the thing that Vinny was talking about yesterday. It's like that, that the bookmakers – Talk, tell you how good a team is and not the number by their name because there's a number by the A&M and there's not a number by Mississippi State and yet they are three and a half point exactly. dogs here. So yes. again, it is it is what he was talking about. Like, hey, if you really want to see like what these teams or at least what what their real value is, <laughs> go and look at the betting lines. Yeah, AP opposed, rankings yeah. and power ratings yeah. are very different things um, when it comes to the betting world. But my only thought in this game, I don't really have a, a side necessarily that I like in this, uh, but I do lean under the Aggies have averaged their scores 18 to 16. Their three games to start the season. Mississippi state's offense hasn't really been tested a ton. The Bulldogs still only managed 16 points on the road at LSU. So the total in this game, I know it's trending down, um, but it just feels too high for me at 45. So if I had an opinion there, that would be it. But again, their top wide receiver done for the rest of the season at Texas A&M. Also, Utah lost their top tight end, Brant Keithy, for the season with a knee injury in the win over ASU. They are a 10.5-point favorite against Oregon State this weekend. Later on in the show, Jonathan Von Tobel, our guy JVT, who does a great job covering the NFL, college football, college hoops, NBA, the whole shebang. He's been really um, diving in on the, the Pac-12 and the Mountain West Conference, and he won a bet on Oregon State this past weekend against USC in a close three-point game. I'm curious his thought on this line here and if it could be a letdown type of a game after all that was exerted in the game against USC or if they could bounce back and cover this number. And then we also have just the the aspect of does is this like a is this like a prove it game essentially for Utah as well, right? Like, I think like, absolutely. Like it's a hey, again, double digit favorite in a game in which everybody in a season in which everybody was had very, very high hopes for you. Go out there and prove that this was not all hype, that this was not just fake, that you are the team that people thought coming into this season in a game in which you are nearly an 11-point favorite by the time this thing kicks off, who knows, maybe they will be, that if you're an 11-point favorite, you can prove we deserve to be that double-digit favorite. I think style points really matter for Utah mm. right now, especially. Oh, for sure yeah, they do. Because, I mean, you look at the game. Obviously, Florida has turned out not mm. to be what we thought they could be based on that week one performance against Utah. Now you're taking on an Oregon State team that did beat you last year. When Utah went on their run of, I think they won eight of nine games en route to the Pac-12 title game and going to that Rose Bowl appearance against Ohio State, that was their one loss mm -hmm. in that stretch since Cam Rising took over the starting job. So they want a little bit of redemption here. Rice-Eccles Stadium is a really hard place to play. Um, and if they want to continue giving themselves an opportunity to rise in the rankings and be in that CFP conversation and maybe Florida bounces back a little bit to at least make that mm -hmm. loss not look that bad, this is a very important win for them to have and have it be dominant. Well, they're the highest rated. They're, they're the highest ranked team with a loss. So that already is working in their favor because as you look at the schedule, we know for sure, right? I mean, Ohio State and Michigan play. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to get a loss. 
uh, Kentucky and Tennessee play, someone's going to get a loss. So, I mean, there are, there are teams that are going to just knock each other off along yeah. the way. Producer like, uh, Steph and I were talking about, we've got some potential ranked-on-ranked crime uh, yeah. coming up this so, week. So, this is all, like, this is this is all going to have, like, teams yes. with loss. So, like, they're the highest-rated team as we sit right now with a loss. So, every one of those losses, because we know how the college football poll works, it's it's when you lose. Like mm-hmm. said, if you lose later on, it's worse for you. You fall further. And so, like, them having the early loss and them being as highly ranked as they are right now, they are in a position to, if, if you know, all hell breaks loose, that fourth spot is really and truly up for grabs when mm-hmm. we come down to it. Like you said, like, style points are going to matter. You need to you need to beat the hell out of an Oregon State and, like, let everybody go back. And when they're coming back to the fifth game of the year and look at the – Look at the box tour and like, oh, wow, I forgot how bad they beat Oregon. You know, like different things like that. And yeah. it matters. And it's going to no, matter. It, it sucks that it does, but it matters. This game specifically, I could talk myself into either side truly. So I'm curious JVT's mm-hmm. opinion on that number. Um, and, and it helps for Utah, too, that the Pac-12 is having an up year. Oregon, despite the blowout loss that they had to Georgia, has been good. Washington is good. UCLA is undefeated, which that should be a fun Friday night game, too, by the way. Um, number 15 ranked Washington, a three-point favorite. In the Rose Bowl at USC, total 66, but both teams 4-0 going into that game. U- UCLA, a team that is receiving votes. We got NC State taking on Clemson. Alabama, Arkansas. This number is already getting bigger. We saw 16 and a half yesterday, that's 17 why I asked and a half Vinny, today. I, I was like, are they just betting Bama every week no matter what? And he said that they weren't. So they're so for whatever reason, they really like them in this matchup. Because he, he, he did not confirm my estimation, which was, hey, they just bet Bama no matter what. And he was like, no, they actually have not been doing that. He's like, they bet them in week one, and they haven't bet them since. And so since they are now, maybe there's something in this that, that people are seeing. This number is huge, and I like I want to take the hog so bad. This line, in my opinion, is just begging you to buy in on Arkansas. Yes, they're coming off the loss to AM. and um, But I could have seen that game, like we mentioned yesterday, being a little bit of a look-ahead spot for them, knowing that Alabama's coming to town after you went to Tuscaloosa a season ago. And it was a game that went down to the wire. They lost a 42-35 thriller. The best game of Bryce Young's career to that point, 559 yards, five touchdowns, and Arkansas still kept it a one-score game in Tuscaloosa. So I like what Arkansas has got. I think they can be competitive. I think they can cover 17 and a half. Like, am I taking crazy pills? I don't, I don't think you're taking crazy pills at all. And listen, this, this wouldn't be, this wouldn't be like the first time we've seen Alabama. I'm not going to say sleepwalk, but I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things where they pro it's the, it's the unsaid thing in the locker room where they're kind of like, look, we're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And like, you know, like these games, it's just get through it and win, right? Just get through it and win. Like, I, I wonder what makes a game feel big to them really anymore, right? Whenever you're going into every single game as three score favorites, which basically they are going into every single game as three score favorites, like what what does it take, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, like even playing Auburn probably doesn't feel like a big game anymore. They're going to be 20, you know, every 20 something point favorites in that game. You can't say that on the air and have Auburn people write into us, being you know, Oh, Auburn doesn't feel like a good, oh. that's a, come on, in state rivalry. But listen, um, also, I want to make sure everybody goes to vsin.com and check out some of the hurricane impacted games. There's a big write up that our own Adam Burke did talking about how totals are already getting bet down a ton with the expectation that Hurricane Ian is coming through. Also, the Buccaneers potential for Sunday night football to get displaced. They're going to be practicing in Miami this week um, and looking for contingency plans there for Sunday night football. As of right now, everything is still on and it'll happen in Tampa, but potential for change. Just good food for thought. When we come back, it's Teaser Tuesday. Teaser Tuesday. Don't go anywhere.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up for week four with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every Sunday. All season long, build a parlay of at least four legs. And if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to 25 bucks. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score anytime. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. This, bow, this, bow, bow. Listen, this is this is one of the things, though. This is the, like, this actually could be an, an interesting tip for our our people out there because look every sports book every single week has new different promos that are available out there right and like stuff like this is 
is just a the tip of the iceberg for boosted bets, for ways to get free bets, for ways to get money back if you were to bet things. So, like, if you go and look through the sportsbook menu each week, mm-hmm. you can probably find plus EV bets just off of the promotions and different things that they're offering. So is that a pro tip? I, I think that is a pro. I think that's our pro tip. I like this. that as well. It is. It is basically be sure and search your sportsbooks menu each and every week for all of their various ways that they are trying to win your business, essentially. Good stuff. And yeah. very, very true. And make sure, because the cool thing about the pro tips that we're doing right now is it's not just something that we're doing in our show every hour, but every single show is doing. And if you become a vcin.com subscriber, vcin.com slash subscribe, you get all 20 of them throughout the course mm-hmm. of the day. They're separated by show. If you want to see what we're talking about, what Mitch and Polly are talking about and separated by sport as well, if you're just looking for specific stuff. Um, but I was about to be mad at you for interrupting Sorry, my but we my it horn out of the way. sound. But we pro-tipped it out of the so way. So I'm going to do it again. Yeah, do it. Bow, bow, bow. Teaser Tuesday! Teaser Tuesday! Ring the alarm. Let's go. Um, it's Teaser Tuesday. So what are some of our options today? We have, we have options of plenty. Yes. So if we remember, <laughs> two weeks ago, not very many options. No. Last week, a bunch of gross options. This week... Very interesting options. I would say actually. there are still some gross options. There are some gross <laughs> options, but still some interesting options. We do have the Saints uh, that you could take from two and a half up to eight and a half. Of course, this game's on a neutral field. So even though the Saints are listed second, just remember this is taking place overseas. So it will be at 6 30 a.m. our time. Oh, I hate that. Uh, I hate 6:30 that. 6 30 a.m. Pacific. But we got to watch our Vikings. We do. We do. And Vikings your Saints fans. So and there the Saints. You go. And here's the thing this is sitting with a total of just 43 and a half. So again, this is one of those things where you have to remember the lower the total, the more important that each one of these points, points are, actually yeah. is. And so you're getting the Saints up to eight and a half. And you are getting this in a game with only a 43 and a half total. Now, listen, full disclosure, I bet the Vikings when this line opened as one and a half point favorites. I thought that there is a decent chance the Saints were going to be without one, if not two wide receivers because Michael Thomas left the game. Jarvis Landry left the game. Then you had Alvin Kamara, who was playing fairly injured. And then you have a quarterback with a broken back. Which, speaking of which, like that was my first thought process when it came to the Saints this week because they are playing in London. Like if, I ha- if I'm a guy who has, has a broken back. Has- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say had a bad back, but multiple <laughs> fractures in my back and a lower leg injury as well from a report that I saw earlier today. But a nine-hour flight overseas isn't yeah. exactly the number one thing that I would no. want to be experiencing. No, you know, de- Plus getting hit by a bunch of people because he got sacked five times already. Yeah, like, so. I, think, I, I think, yeah, I really do like the, the Vikings leg of this, and I don't think I would play the Saints in a teaser this week. I think that there is some decent blowout potential in this one, and so I wouldn't be looking that way. But again, is an option if you are on the Saints side. The Browns and the Falcons this week. The Falcons find themselves as one-and-a-half-point one dogs. This one up to seven-and-a-half. And again, it's a this has been a feisty little Falcons team. And by the way, they remember that Kyle Pitts is on their team because he finally got involved in the offense this past Hashtag week blessed. as well. Yes, I know. Like, oh, by the way, we have a beast of a tight end that basically runs like a wide receiver. <laughs> we should probably throw the ball his way. They did that this week, so... Um, I think this one's fairly interesting as getting the Falcons at home as seven and a half point dogs. If you wanted to take them up in a teaser, like I like the Falcons one. Another one that we see here is the Cardinals. And we all know that I am like the biggest of the big Cardinals haters. Mm -hmm. And I actually love this number because 
the Panthers are just not what anyone expected them to be. And yes, they're coming off a win, but again, against a team that is dealing with a number of injuries that are significant. Uh, and that was a division matchup as well. I like the eight and a half with the Cardinals here. I think that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing. This is why we try to do this early in the week on a Tuesday, because some of these lines start getting adjusted. So I sent these, I plugged this into these, this sheet. I'm not even kidding you a couple of hours ago. The two-and-a-halves are all gone now at this point on the Cardinals. Two. It would be two up to eight, so there's not even a two-and-a-half available But you're anymore. still getting through the seven. You are still getting through the seven. Like So just, again, it's it, you know we try to get these to you early in the week as, as possible because these numbers do start to move, and, and right now that is on the move. And I think a lot of people are looking at this Cardinals team just like you said and say, hey, look, they're not good, but let's be honest, are the Panthers better than any – like are, are the Panthers expected to be favorites over anybody really at this point with not only – how this offense has played, but this defense has been really underperforming Which as well. Which is really disappointing. That was yeah. supposed to be kind of their bright spot this ex season, and it has not been. Exactly. So, I mean, I think getting the Cardinals, as as bad as the Cardinals have looked, and granted, I'm with you, they have looked bad. I am a hater. Yes. Like, I they have looked hater. bad. But you would be getting the Cardinals up to eight in a game with a 42-and-a-half total against an offense like the Panthers, do you think this Panthers offense can blow anybody out? And that's the that's the real question here. You are able to get the Cardinals up to eight. I do like this leg. This one will probably be in the rotation for me. I'm curious your thought on the Bucks chiefs one. So Bucks getting teased up to eight. Obviously, their defense has been dominant, and that is what's kept them in games. Um, but against a Kansas City team that's probably a little hungry for blood after what happened last week, do you like taking the eight with Tampa? So this one is completely wiped off for me because of the uncertainty around what the Tampa area is going to look like at that point. Um, They'll have a contingency plan, though, right? That's well, I, more than anything, it's it's if we if we go by what's projected right now, it is it was supposed to have been through Tampa by this point, so it'll basically just be the remnants, right, of like a field that just got completely dumped on for several days in a row. Maybe there's still some residual wind and things like that that are still going on, so you might have like not only bad field conditions, but also you know that that pesky 20 mile an hour wind, you know, that we talk about. I don't think it'll be a hurricane or tropical storm type winds, but if we're, if we're getting all that, like that just brings so much mm -hmm. into play for me that it just, it's, it's not as appealing. And wind is what, um, and I referenced the article earlier on VEASAN.com that Adam Burke put together. He says that wind is the most significant factor when it comes to weather and the way that teams have to scheme and play a game. It's not rain. It's not snow. It's not sleet. It's, it's, Win specifically. How about this one? How about the Broncos up to eight and a half against the Raiders? The Broncos find themselves as dogs against the 0 and 3, 0 and 3 Raiders, and you can take the Broncos up to eight and a half. I'm more curious, like your just general opinion on this game, period, than even teasing it. Yeah, I mean, I would not, I couldn't play this, I couldn't play this game in a teaser for a couple of different reasons because it would it would not shock me in the least bit. If for whatever reason the Raiders like finally started to click on offense and won this game by two scores, like that would not shock me at all. If 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 we come in here on Monday and the Raiders won that thing by ten points, would you would you at all be shocked? Uh, most people think that they're going to, especially whenever you see what we've gotten from the offense out yeah. of the Broncos. Like that's the other part about it that is hard for me. But I'm also not betting it either. No. Like well, this isn't a game that I'm going to touch with a ten foot ball. No, 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 not going to be in a contest. Like no. nothing, none of that for me. Like the the the. The problem, too, for me with a Broncos team where I look at this and say, like, dude, but I'm getting eight and a half points is from what we've seen from this offense so far, I have no confidence in them whatsoever. If they did fall down 
that we could even get this backdoor teaser cover. Like, like what what would give us confidence that the Broncos would be able to move the ball up and down the field? Say they fell, say they fell behind like seventeen, they get behind like three scores. Are we thinking that this team's really going to be able to move up the move up and down the field and get us ten points to cover this teaser? Like, I am not. Like everything that I have seen does not give me any confidence in that whatsoever. So. This one will certainly not make my card this week. That's for sure. Do you like the Rams on Monday night against the 49ers? This one's going to be hard not to play. This game's got a 41 and a half total. Yeah. Like it's a And after the 49ers offensive performance was as rough as it was with Jimmy G not being able to be dialed in. Like I can see that. So this was one of the ones that I ran to when, again, when the line opened and I was able to get the Packers from eight and a half down to two and a half, I just. The first thing I saw was this and just paired it with this real real quick. So I do have this one in the account. And it just this one's probably going to be hard for me not to play like a, a pretty significant one because, again, like what we saw from the 49ers offense, I really and truly believe that there's going to need to be a couple of weeks of filling things. And we are talking about a guy, and we can talk about the arm strength of Jimmy G all we want to and all that, but, like, again, he didn't practice with the team. He didn't have a playbook. He was isolated from the team because they thought he was going to be traded. He was or practicing cut or on like a separate yeah. field by himself. And for so, weeks. like to think that this is all just going to click in a week. Like, I mean, there's a reason there's training camp, right? There's a reason there's the preseason and all that. He didn't have any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is basically his preseason right now. So, I'm getting eight points in a game with 41 and a half total, and it's the Rams. Like, I think it's going to be very hard to lay off that one. A couple other um, more unique options yeah. you could tease the Eagles down to win by a half a point. Yeah, like a basically just a win <laughs> against the Jags if you wanted to go that direction. See, uh, Seattle, you have up to plus 10.5 or the Texans up to plus 10.5 as well. I like when you can get a double digit. Texans, especially uh, against a Chargers team that's as brutal as they've been, you could talk me and, into that pretty easily. And you're passing through the seven in like what has become the third, like the, the fourth most key number in 10. That might be my favorite one. And so one. you can get through the seven and the 10. Is that and bad? So, you know, there's, there's that available. Hour two coming up. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.